0: BLOB TALK RADIO
1: On blog talk radio nation welcome back uh to all of you uh you're tuned into page one and we are live and back with you on this what is today uh <laughs> friday <laughs> it's friday it was april 24th right yeah i think i have it correct and hi lavar and who, the person you just heard my dear friend mary how are you
0: I'm surviving, which seems to be the mantra around here.
1: Oh, well, I guess I'm going to have to change the theme song to uh, Destiny's Child, I'm a Survivor, huh? I, mean, I think we there all are. There you go, to... right? So, um, hopefully, all of you are doing okay wherever you are at and that um, things have been well. I know we haven't been with you here in the last few weeks. We are okay. <laughs> Thank goodness. Knock on wood. Um, just take a little time off here and there. Uh, But we are back, and I'm not going to – I don't know how long this show will go tonight because there really isn't any news besides what you're seeing on the news on a consistent basis. I wish I could tell you there were things outside of that. I wish the stories that we did didn't have to go with that. It's kind of loosely based with what's going on. But we're not going to, per se, go on a whole tangent about what's going on. Uh, but every story has a tie-in with it. So we can't help but to avoid it. Uh, so the show will go as long as we can. And uh, we will try to at least be entertaining or hopefully entertaining and get your mind off of a few things or get you to thinking about a few things. But um, I guess with that, I guess, you know, first things first, my first question. Did you watch any of the NFL draft? Over the last two days. Yes, it is.
0: yes, yeah, it happened. Well, let's back up. It was supposed to happen in Vegas, so it was supposed to happen in my backyard. Yes, mm-hmm. I did watch some of it. It was an odd setup. It was a very odd setup, but you know, it it is what it is. It had to do, be the way it had to be.
1: Now you will actually be seeing it uh, in 2022. So I know next year it goes to Cleveland. Uh, so right. We we'll back to Vegas, uh, that area 2022. But, I mean, from a TV standpoint, because this was the one thing, I listened to a lot of radio, sports talk radio. From a TV standpoint, I don't know which one you watched. Did you watch the ABC feed or the ESPN feed?
0: The ESPN feed.
1: Okay. So what did you think about it?
0: Um, it could have been better. But, again, we're we're working within limitations. So for the limitations, it wasn't bad. It wasn't awful it could have been better though there could have been i um i also follow um the chicago bears because i am a bears fan um and if that's a new thing to people no i am a bears fan um Bear down. <laughs> go bears um so i i follow them on social media and they actually had a live feed of their coaches staff mm-hmm. talking on zoom or like a zoom like um app so you could see that while the the draft was going on and what their opinions were of it and what they were talking about while they were not on the clock so that was more interesting to me than the draft itself which i wouldn't mind seeing more of that that was actually very like to get that kind of background to get that kind of like okay now I, i understand your thought process on it i still don't agree with some of the things that were done But I understand the thought process behind it a little bit better because of that. So I wouldn't mind something like that a little bit more. Hmm. We'll see. We'll see
1: what happens. But from a TV standpoint, I think. So according to information from the NFL, the average audience during round one of the draft was about 15.6 million, which was a 37% increase over the average audience from last year's, which was about 11.4 million. Uh, More impressively, the viewership number was a 26% increase over the 2014 NFL draft, uh, a.k.a. the Johnny Menzel draft, which produced an average audience of 12.4 million viewers that stood as the record until Thursday night. Uh, The draft, or the number for the draft, peaked between 8.45 p.m. Eastern time and 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern time when the Dolphins were on the clock. A total of 19.6 million people were watching. When Miami made their pick, and of course they got Tua uh, Tag. I'm gonna oh man, I'm so gonna screw this name up every time. Tagovailoa, <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. Uh, so uh, the top five cities that had the highest ratings during the first round of the draft: number one was Columbus, Ohio; uh, two was Cleveland; three was Cincinnati; four was Philadelphia, and five was Kansas City. So, I I watched bits and pieces. I didn't watch, I will be honest with you, didn't watch all of it. Here's a couple of notes and probably complaints. I'm like you. It could have been better. And I switched back and forth. I watched ABC. I don't know why they didn't decide to do a simulcast and just have one set of hosts, different people. But case Ross, Ra. I have an issue when a draft or when something like this that you know the first round is going to be long when it doesn't start on time. I didn't think that there was a need to draw out. God, don't don't email me, don't tweet me. I'm all yeah. for uh, saluting those who are on the front line of everything, but. During an NFL draft, the reason why so many people watched was to get their minds off of what was going on, and the NFL at times has a way of kind of like too sappy with things, and I've heard a lot about this today on sports talk radio, and that they felt that the NFL kind of drew out too much about what's currently going on and trying to do the, and trying to raise money for this NFL uh, uh, initiative with the COVID response, which God knows, known as the NFL, they're probably only going to give like 3% of whatever they give. <laughs> That's a different story for a different day. Um, they spent the first almost 20 minutes of this draft doing different bits and pieces, and we didn't really start in the in the not get on the clock until 23, almost 23 minutes into the program. And even then, once they're on the clock, that's almost 10 minutes that you got to wait for a pick to come in. So the first half hour, if you tuned in thinking that the draft was going to start on time, it did not. And then the, I'm all for good backstories to people, but I felt that they kind of sapped it out too much because every other pick had some tragedy that required, like, and nothing to, you know, draw out about the stories because they're great stories, but I'm pretty sure they're stories that most people already kind of know or the fan base already kind of knows about that player or will know. But it's kind of like I think they tried to draw on that too much. They'll be like, oh, here's Johnny, but back in eighth grade, he fell down a well and he made his way out and he broke a leg and he had to work his way back. It, it, It was like different stories. Great stories, nonetheless, stories that need to be told, but I think the draft, ESPN tried too hard to go for the the sad part to it or the part there. I I don't know. I don't know if fans really want to hear every story, because there were some that were quite personal. Um, There was one story about a young man whose father had committed suicide, and I was like, I don't know if that's like the really – part uh, during a draft that maybe they didn't want to recollect on during that moment, or maybe they did, but that's their own private business. But I think ESPN tried too hard with that. I'm not sure if I was the only one. So. <laughs>
0: you know, I'm making a face. You know, I'm making a face. I'm sorry. I'm trying to come up with the right words because the face I'm making is like, I agree with you. I get it. Um, I'm trying to be, I didn't,
1: I'm trying I, to be kind about this. You, you know where, how, how I'm sticking with this because I know there has to be a story to it. But at the same time, I think they tried too hard to put a story to everything.
0: Saying, like, yeah, I, I didn't tune in on time. I was not one that tuned in on time because the draft never starts on time. It hasn't in however many years. It makes sense that the viewership is up because nobody else has anything else to do. Pretty much. Like, you're stuck and and it's either watch the news with whatever's going on or, you know, we've got the draft and that's all you've got for sports. It's not like you could tune into a baseball game or tune into hockey or tune into, um, underwater basket weaving from Mongolia. I don't know. Like whatever you wanted to do, Which that's a tough, that's a tough, you know, group to to miss this year. Um, But no, you you don't have anything else to watch. You don't have other shows to watch. You don't have other things to watch because there's nothing new coming out other than the news, which is not fun. Um, So, yeah, but the draft has never started on time. It's never started on time. There's always been.
1: draft, it didn't almost wait until like 25 minutes in. It was like probably the first few minutes. No, you're right. And it'll start. But I
0: also, know, I also knew that the Bears weren't going to be drafting the first draft pick, so I didn't yeah. have to be there for the first draft pick. I don't care. That, but that's I'm I'm one of those weird people that is. Oh, that's great that you got drafted first draft pick. That's wonderful. What's going to happen next year? Like, are you actually going to play next season? Are you?
1: That's, like that's, that's the a good question. question. So I don't ever. And, um, right now, I don't ever.
0: Um, I don't put draft picks as as like where you get drafted as as important as who you are drafting. So, um, yeah, I, I, did, I didn't tune in right away. I was in that sweet spot um, of high viewership during the Dolphins pick. Um, and then I watched for most of the rest of the night. Again, it was the background noise to me following social media, though. So when they did get sappy, I could hit mute and not listen which is why I was making a face because I understood exactly what you're talking about. And it's great that they have the backstories. It really is. But half these people were either going to get the backstories because they're going to be awesome or we're going to forget the backstories because they're not.
1: It not everybody
0: like, that gets drafted.
1: It seemed like play. they were trying too hard to like find one, you know? And, and like mm-hmm. I said, there's nothing against it because every story to these athletes who have gone through a lot of adversity, It's great. I don't know if, because we got a lot of time between now and football season. If you want to do those backstories, I think that's what ESPN 60 is for, or, you know, like some other special that you could do on, you know, how the draft class came to be, or, you know, especially like the first ten picks or something like that, or if you could pluck some interesting stories. Yeah, but... I think for the draft, you tend to tune into it to kind of get away from any sad news or anything like that. And it, you know, it, it's the one thing I think lately a few people are kind of guilty of. Um, and I especially see it with some reporters because they're going for that what I call the Barbara Walters jugular. If you ever remember growing up, Barbara Walters used to always have that one good question right when it gets to an emotional high for that person during the interview, and then she'll come out with that story, that one question that will make someone cry. Not intentionally, but it was too. pretty much like, do you remember when your goldfish died when you were young? And then all of a sudden they'll get emotional and then they'll start crying. That's what your reporters sometimes look for. Some do. And I knew a lot in sports coverage. There were a few people that you could rely on that for. Jim Gray was one of them. Jim Gray could come along and he'll ask you some question like, you know, you won the title. I remember the last few months you went with an injury. You had the flu. You nearly smashed your hand. How does it feel in this moment looking back on all that? It's like he's going for it. You know, he's going for that emotion, emotional question. And I was like, I, I just don't know if it was like that type of night to really have that many. A few is good. But almost every other one, it's a little bit of overkill. I don't know. <laughs> you talk to just
0: the second-to-last scene in Jerry Maguire –
1: <laughs> but you know what? Two good scenes that came out of that. The one football player whose girlfriend, uh was a C D, uh, lamb or whatever his name was, he was sitting there, the girlfriend grabs his phone and he grabs it back. <laughs> I'm not sure if you've seen it on social media. But um and then there was another one whose girlfriend was hugging her boyfriend who just got drafted, Bob comes over and she's kinda like tugging for her to like get off of him and then she just like forcibly like <laughs> takes her off of him.
0: Yeah, that was the other thing. Like, I know that they all dress up for the draft and everything, but apparently their entourages were, you know, obviously um, they were more personal. So there were there were far more girlfriends this time than there Mm -hmm. usually are during the draft. And I was like, who wears five inch stiletto heels at home? (laughs) No, (laughs) No, you do not. No, you do not. You went and got your hair did by somebody, some family member of somebody was like, "Yeah, I'll do your hair and makeup and make sure you look on point." Like baloney, baloney. I'd be that awful. This is why I'm not married to anybody in the NFL. I'm gonna tell you that right now. I'm gonna be the girlfriend that shows up in sneakers and is eating the the chicken wings and like, yeah, uh, like that's yeah, <laughs> no. I mean, seriously, I'm gonna be the one with like the the nachos on the shirt, kind of getting the crumbs off when they're making that call so that's why I'm not
1: on not TV or you spilled some cheese and chili on your shirt just before the camera or like
0: my yeah or like if I'm the girlfriend then that means that the the mother of the athlete is probably pissed because I just got ketchup on their white carpet
1: <laughs> I am definitely
0: that person so so yay for the girls that were wearing five inch stiletto heels in a carpeted house under quarantine because
1: bravo right. to you I not do that <laughs>
0: <laughs> like,
1: funny, me. Right, and none of I'm those people. That, social like distancing. Like, <laughs>
0: yeah, we're doing social distancing. You're not immediate family. You were. Nope. There's no way that you're living in that house with that family. So you nope. got invited in.
1: Uh,
0: what kind of does that send out? Right.
1: But I mean, it's always a great story to see. And like I said, it's always a great story to see someone whose hard work has finally paid off, and, and we're not. Right. Belowing that by any means, but I just think that sometimes okay. television tries too hard to make a story out of a lot of things or tries for the emotional aspect of it when it doesn't really need to. I mean, it's great to kind right. of mention things in passing, but not all the time.
0: And I, I mean, I wish this entire draft class good luck in next mm-hmm. season on getting on the field because a lot of them won't. Um, it, it's a tough. It, I mean, it's with any professional sport, there's only going to be so many, and not all of them are going to become household names, and not all of them are going to be paid top tier, and not all of them are going to become famous for football. Right. Some of them are going to get become famous for many other things. But uh, good luck to them so far. Um, bravo if they've been drafted. They're one step closer to living out whatever dream they had w- when it came to football. So congratulations to them. Good luck. You know, hopefully we'll see some of them next
1: season. Yeah, hopefully so. Speaking of seasons, uh, while there's a question about football starting on time, uh, right now what's supposed to be the game in town besides the Stanley Cup playoffs and besides the uh, basketball playoffs is baseball. And we don't know when baseball will return. We don't know if baseball will return. Baseball doesn't even know when baseball will return, but the quickest route to the beginning of the season is playing games without fans. The question has become, should Major League Baseball jump at the opportunity? There's been a lot of people out there lately saying that baseball, I mean, we've heard a lot of different plans from baseball playing in some warm-weather states, such as maybe Arizona, uh, maybe something, you know, in California, a, a, there's so many different things on the table, and, of course, with them, you know, being uh, all together and being tested regularly and playing without any fans. I guess as a sports fan yourself, would you be willing to watch sports come back if there are no fans involved?
0: It's, it's a tough one. Yes and no um, I, there are some sports that I am wholeheartedly into going to see at the stadium it is way more fun. And then there are other sports like, and I don't even consider this a sport, but I'll say it anyway, like NASCAR that I can stay at home and fall asleep to it and be fine. Um, I don't know if baseball will translate as well. Like there's, there's a, I think Baseball is good on TV, don't get me wrong. It's really good on TV, and getting that into the home would be a nice distraction. Um, it would get people, you know, off of watching reruns and getting people back onto watching something that's happening right now. Um, fandom would probably increase just because people would be watching that because it's new, it's live, and it's not the viral thing. Um, But there's a level of you need a few people in the stands, you know. A home run is not as much fun if there's not a kid trying to go after it. A foul tip is not as much fun if if grandma isn't dodging it so that she doesn't get it in the face. I know that's wrong to say, but it really is. Um, Bench-clearing brawls aren't as much fun if you don't have fans in the stands yelling and screaming. Um, so there's that and then on top of that there's still a lot of people going to have to be part of that to get that to work um, regardless of fans there's still a lot of things that go on in the background that not a lot of people if it's seamless people won't notice but that's a lot of people that you're putting at risk on top of just the team it's not just the team it's going to be a lot of different people that are going to have to go into that to make it work so I don't know. I, I mean, I'm kind of on the fence on that one. I would love to see it happen, but I think that there's going to lose a little bit of the element of fun um, uh, if you don't have those, those fans. I mean, I know for Cubs fans, home games on WGN, there's a few people that are always sitting in the same spots because they've been season ticket holders for many, many, many years. And I know my dad and I look for them when they do some of the shots to see what they're up to or what they're doing or what they're wearing and if they're even there. So that's also something that we watch, not just the game. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm on the fence on that one. I would love to see it happen, but it's going to, it's a lot of moving parts that I don't think they have really oiled and ready to go yet.
1: Right. I. I'm kind of with you. I'm kind of on the fence, uh, somewhere or less, because I enjoy being at a good baseball game and I enjoy being a part of that crowd. I mean, yeah, I could watch and listen to it on TV. Uh, I even think golf can come back without a crowd because golf in itself, for the majority of, is silent up until maybe the final round when they're headed up to the 18th. So I think golf can come back without a crowd. Uh, as for baseball, Baseball the crowd reaction. And this is why I this is gonna to be tough because it's the crowd reaction that really propels the soundtrack to the game. Take if you listen to baseball or even hockey or even basketball without a crowd, it's gonna sound like a small high school or college game where you just hear the players themselves. <laughs> it's gonna sound really weird. And no pumping of crowd noise, which I think they said some Japanese leagues experiment with, uh, and even like uh, computerized people is going to help, uh, only because the crowd and the athletes are one and one. I mean, if you are going to do that, it's going to be really weird. Like you said, a home run is not going to be the same, and, and even then, I'd fear for things that the parabolic mic picks up from a dugout at that point they will have to <laughs> muffle that or mute that as well because I'm pretty sure they don't want that getting out over TV uh, right. so I don't know how that will work and it would be a sound person's nightmare uh, by the way for you folks te- technical uh parabolic mic is that big huge boom mic that pretty much can pick up the sound of everyone talking that you can hear sometimes especially on NBA games but um, no I-, I don't know uh I think if it gets to a point of if we have to do that, then we might as well just not have a season. Just have like some special tournament of games with like different people. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know if I could see sports come back without fans. Right now, it's it's excruciating in some ways to watch wrestling without fans because the fan reaction that pretty much propels it and when i watch wrestling now because that's the only really sport that's still going on even without fans it feels weird because there's moments that have happened wrestlemania just happened where it sure could have helped having a crowd reaction to something because you don't know how uh fans would have reacted really so there yeah, it is. I, not yeah. just that
0: there's a reason been, it's what reaction would have been.
1: Yeah. So because
0: it's a different reaction for a home run on a subway series between yep. you know New York, New York. When pick whichever New York it is hits a home run. It's depending on which stadium you're in and what you know what day of the week it is and and where you're at and who you're against and and who's at bat even home teams will react differently if so you know if this player hits a home run but this player doesn't it, there it's not just that there is a reaction that you don't know what that reaction will be you can guess and statistics can probably get you pretty darn close but it's still not the same
1: all right so yeah i, I don't know I, i'm probably leaning on the side of if you can't do it all the way, don't do it at all. Um, you know, I miss it terribly because I would have been to quite a few games by now. Uh, but
0: right. bring back other sports that don't need crowds as much. Golf being the biggest one because they want the crowd to be silent anyway. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: really it's not, you're not getting a lot of crowd reaction until after they hit that, like, putt the ball. Right. Um, and for the hole. Well, okay, so we don't get that. And really, honestly, fill it in later. That one's fine. Fill it in later. It's the same noise every time.
1: Yeah. It's either
0: oh yeah or oh The only
1: time that would really be missed would be at the Masters because whoever's headed up to the eighteenth and they're in the lead, you know, to hear the crowd at that point. It's one of those special yeah. things. But that's that's that, the that's only that's time I think it would
0: than it is for the fans at that point.
1: Now, for it's the ATP open, the athletes, you
0: know, at Pebble Beach, it's not going to really
1: miss crowd. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, but they—that's that, like I said, it's for the athletes, so they're supposed to be professional. It's not for the
1: fans. And you heard some athletes say that they really didn't want to play if there was no fans there. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. because that, that pumps you up. I mean, anyone that's been in a sport from peewee, hockey, all the way up to college, and I don't know, maybe we have some professionals listening. Um, anyone that's played any kind of sport, if there is a fan base to it and you get to use that, that helps with the adrenaline. If they are booing you, you want to fight harder to win, um, especially if they're your rival. If, if it's a hometown thing and you are in the lead, and they're behind you, chanting with you. You want to get that lead to be bigger. It's it, it is a it is a drug, it is fuel, it is important, it is almost as important as skill at that point. Like you you don't know how well you can play until you've got some fan in your face. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not even a professional sports person, so I only was into sports all the way up until college. And I still remember that, like, I know that feeling and that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I agree with the, uh, I mean, the athlete, like that's who you really need to be listening to more than the fans. Like, yeah. Okay. I miss sports. I want to see the At uh, Cup. I don't, I, 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 I don't have it. That's my hockey is gone. And I am afraid for my football. Like, where are my big sweaty men hitting each other? I don't have that. Um wrestling I can't see that. is different. <laughs> but wrestling is different. It's not the same. You you said it yourself. It it doesn't feel right. Um so really it comes down to as much as the fans want it or not, it really comes down to the athletes because they're the ones that are gonna have to play. And they're gonna have to be the ones that are gonna be coming in close contact with other people. So
1: yeah interesting well uh once again you are listening to page one i'm lavar that's mary and one of the other stories that i saw this week i don't even know how to really go about this story but this actually was quite interesting I, i'm going to try and read bits and pieces of this um this came from allure magazine and it talks about how people's showering routines have changed Uh, since the COVID-19 outbreak. Um, One person said that typically they shower every two days or whenever their hair starts to feel greasy. greasy. Uh, They usually wash it three times a week, take the occasional body wash, only shower if they want to freshen up, like working out. And as a stay-at-home person, not much has changed for them now because almost everybody's in isolation. But for some other people, however, the pandemic has bought – some drastic changes in their schedules, habits, and activities, including how they bathe and shower. Uh, According to the person that wrote the article, they said a few friends there say that they're showering far less in the absence of social pressure to get done up. And they also heard some folks say that they shower more in self-quarantine because they finally have the time or want to reap the mental health benefits that come with bathing. And they created a Google form to allow people to share their experiences uh, some of the people have said that they keep the same shower routine when everything else has changed. Uh, some other people <laughs> switch things up out of necessity. Uh, one who is a stay-at-home mom from Texas says her shower routine hasn't necessarily changed, but she has been skipping makeup and returning to her pajamas after washing her body. Uh, she's hoping to reintroduce her beauty routine soon because of how it makes her feel. Another person who said that they shower less uh, had it every other day routine before self-isolating. She showered the three days each week that she went to the office, and on Sunday mornings she's still bathing the same amount now, but she's embracing a new hair routine. Uh, they said that they bought a shower cap and vowed to wash your hair less. She's testing her hair's limits and see how long she can go between washes. So far at that point she said, I've gone five days, but I hope to go longer. Uh, more have bathed to prevent the spread of germs. And a lot of people spending time in the shower can be pretty much self-care uh, to pass the time. Now, for those who said shower less, most of the time at least, uh, they said that showering is less of a priority, unless uh, one person who's a therapist, they said less are see clients. They said I showered every other day before COVID-19, and I would shower but not wash my hair after sweaty workouts. Now I normally go three days without showering or washing my hair if I'm not doing a session. So the question has come, because we're all adults here, uh, with everything that's going on, has it changed your bathing habits?
0: No. (laughs) My bathing habits are the same same because I am a quote-unquote essential employee. So, therefore, I still get up for work uh, at the same time that I was getting up for work before. I still go to bed at basically the same time that I normally go to bed during the week. I still put on makeup. I still do my, well, let's back that up. I don't still do my hair. That's changed. So, I guess it has changed. Now that I'm thinking about it, I take shorter showers now. Um. I do take shorter showers. I am sorry. I stand corrected. My my routine has changed. I do apologize. Um, but no, I, honestly, the the only thing that's changed is that my head I don't have as I don't have as much hair now. So because of that, I don't have to be in the shower as long. Um, but yeah, I still shave the same amount of times of the week that I shave. I just add my hair to it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding about that, Uh, but no, I shave. I still do. I, I I am still part of. I'm still doing that whole routine, and I'm gonna tell you that by keeping that routine is kind of. That's part of the reason why I feel like I'm doing better than some, with what's going on, because I'm still. Even though it's not normal. And it's not like normal the way it was before. Kind of normal. It's still right. a normal routine, normal life.
1: So, I guess my how about you,
0: Mister? I work from home.
1: No, here, here you go. Now, I do. Uh, it has changed. It might be later in the day when I get to it, <laughs> because like as soon as I wake up, I mean, I have to get back. I will admit. I have to probably wake up early again and start to get myself back into a routine. But right now, things are so indefinite. It has come to the point of where, uh, here in Illinois, uh, the stay-at-home order has now gone, uh, it's been extended uh, through the end of May, which pretty much is probably going to mean that I will be working from home through the end of May. Um, I will tell you, as one of those stay-at-home people that you probably now shower once a day, but probably not at the beginning of the day, but at the end of your workday from home. Um, You probably will shower in the evening and then go throughout your day. It's like your 24-hour interval has now gone the opposite. It's like you shower at night and then you wake up after your quote nap. Start work, work, and then after work you'll take your shower. It, it's kind of you know, it's still, you know, once a day or twice a day if I go out, but it's just at different times now. Uh has so it hasn't really changed. I still shower and bathe once a day, but it's just now at a different time than it would have been. Uh stop showering and bathing man. Um If it has happened, it's because it was a lazy Saturday. (laughs) I got into Sunday. It just didn't do anything. But other than that, no, it it really hasn't changed. I mean, I still shower once a day. i like, not like that lady every three days. Oh dear Lord, no. (laughs) I'm shocked that as a woman that she is said every three days. I'm like, really?
0: And some women (laughs) do because when you shower, it's so hard as a woman. It's hard to not wash your hair in the shower unless you've got that, like, either shower cap or routine that involves not washing your hair and and because you don't wash your hair. Yeah, it's easier to just not shower. I know, I, I know women that do that. I know women that do that. Um, every other day, I think, is about as far as I would push it if I was going to push it at all, um, would be every other day, unless, you know, like I'm going camping or something where there's not a shower available. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's tough. That's, that's tough going every other day. Um, I feel dirty after one. So, but, uh, would that, would your routine change? I guess my question would be, would your routine change if you had to be on video working from home no because
1: they don't know if i've showered or not <laughs> i mean <laughs> here's the thing. i'm not going to wear the same shirt every day <laughs> if, I, if i if my coworkers saw me probably in like um bear shirt on monday you're not going to see me in the same bear shirt on tuesday you don't know if i bathed, so i might change that shirt when i get up and just be like oh let me just throw in this shirt you know they won't know <laughs> you could I mean, so it's not going to change if I had to be on video. Um, Mm -hmm. But, if, like I said, if you have to be around people, yes, it's going to change. Uh, I think that when we're at home, probably get a little bit lazy, and some people may go a day without doing it because they're at home. They're not going out. They're not going to see anybody. Now, if you have a particular, you know, uh, significant other um, or – a boyfriend that's living with you or a girlfriend if you're a guy or whatever, but if you have your significant other with you, you might. But if you're really comfortable with him, you might not. So it's like the thing is is that it all depends. And for me, at least there's going to be some sense of like some type of normalcy because when we go back to normal, and notice I didn't say if, I said when we go back to some sort of normalcy here, you're going to have to get back into your old schedule. For a lot of people, that's going to be a hard adjustment. So, for now, if you're at least going to keep some type of normalcy about your schedule, at least let it be that. <laughs> it doesn't have to be other things, but it could be that. But for some people, hey, whatever works, works. And if uh, at least there's not smell of vision as they used to say, <laughs> thank God it's not. Um, some people I wouldn't want to be around if it's been a couple of days without them bathing. <laughs> Quite honestly. Right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I try to keep some sense of normalcy, I think, uh, in regards to what we're doing. And that's why now it's going to be tougher for me because I am a commuter, don't drive to work. Uh, my commute to work usually is about two hours a day, uh, back and forth. Um, and now... I've gotten so spoiled over this last month and a half of sleeping in because on a normal day where I would get up a few minutes before 5 a.m. to start my day. Now I can sleep in. I set my alarm for 6.30. and true uh, technicality, I could set it until 7.15ish if I wanted to. But I know for me the hard adjustment is going to be getting up early again once I get back to an office setting um, and traveling again. and Because I think uh, for a while I didn't have to do the traveling. And then when I started doing the traveling again, I could tell you on your body, uh, it took about a good couple of weeks for me to get used to that type of schedule. And I know for everybody, even now you've lost track of the days or you've lost uh, track of the dates. You know what payday is which lost track of those days and we have to get back to used to that again too. And families are now having to get used to each other and I know for some families that time especially for kids too and I don't know if there's anybody that could talk about that. You know, especially for kids who like having mom and dad home. Uh, when they do have to go back to work and getting used to like not seeing them that much anymore. How that will affect them. There's a lot of stuff that, like, you've had to quickly adjust to, and now you'll have to quickly adjust out of as soon as this gets back to some sense of normalcy. Um, but, yeah.
0: It's just – it's strange out there. It really is strange out there for people to be uh, – I'm still stuck on the three days thing. <laughs> 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 I just can I, 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 wow, That's, like – Not brushing your
1: teeth. (laughs) That's what I was like, I hope she uh, wasn't living with anybody because I'm pretty sure that guy is sleeping on the couch.
0: (laughs) Unless he's one that doesn't shower once every three days
1: either. (laughs) That's almost like uh, (laughs) I'm thinking back to Charlie Brown. You know, uh, Pink Pen. Pink Pen. It's almost like an, in a female version of pig pen rolling around in the bed. In the, in the bed. It's like it just doesn't get well. It doesn't at all. And what better way to get clean than the to shower together, I guess? Save water.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> uh, you got a couple of extra thousand dollars on you second, bro? No. Wait, I know why? She said I should that ask
0: she, first. I should say why
1: first. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell by the disdain in her voice that she knew the story I was probably going to go into next. Um, you know, everybody's <laughs> doing a little bit of everything right now and trying to uh, get money uh, during this time. And black China is no different. And it was reported this past week that if you have an <laughs> extra thousand dollars and you want to spend it, Pretending to be friends with someone who knows the Kardashians and you know is uh followed a lot on social media. In Black China she's got a deal for you. Uh, according to outlets here, for only nine hundred and fifty bucks, you can FaceTime with her. And if that's out of your price range, she'll follow you on social media for two hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> um question here I already know the answer that my dear friend will say is for that amount would you uh, FaceTime or have her follow you for that amount if not which I know you're going to say no would you pay it for any one of your favorite celebrities
0: would you know I'll say no to that as well (laughs) like no no and no. <laughs> no. Um I I don't I I, I don't I oh. I am not one that is an influencer on any social app anywhere out there. So therefore, I do not need to have any certain person follow me or face And I, why am I paying you to FaceTime me? Like, I just,
1: no. You should, no. <laughs> you would know. want to like chat with them for a few minutes and ask them anything that you ever wanted to ask them?
0: If I could do that, no. No, 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 no. Not for $1,000. No. For $1,000, I should be able to meet them in a bar somewhere with bodyguards and sit six feet away and have an actual conversation. Right now, you can't.
1: It's not
0: going to happen, so it has to be So Nope, not for $1,000, it's not.
1: No. no. Mm-mm.
0: No. Mm. And that's including, like, and I know that we kind of touched on it uh, whenever we talked about it last because I've already forgotten all of our conversations run into each other. Um, <laughs> that even runs into the, if you could bring back someone And have them, like, and sit down and talk with them. And have them be not a zombie and, like, ooh, brains. But if you could bring back someone and do that. No, I can't think of anyone that I would want to just FaceTime and pay a $1,000 just so that they could sit there and stare at me while I talk to them. Yeah. Would you?
1: I don't add. know that you actually answered that to me. I've answered it to you, but I've had I've thought about it over the last few days, and mm-hmm. offhand, while I would say no. Okay, uh, start with
0: black China. Black huh? China. No. Start with black China first.
1: No, not worth it. <laughs> not at that amount. <laughs> okay, so now anyone anyone possibly Um, there would be there would be a couple of people i probably would if i had the money and if it was like indispensable like that and i was doing it who they are i'm not going to (laughs) say um but, yeah, there would be a couple of people. I would. Um, as for the follow, uh, well, see, here's the thing. If I was to pay that amount, which I never have had to do, to get someone who I've really wanted to interview, I would much rather do it with that than to have the FaceTime. Um mm-hmm. If it meant that I would get a chance to ask them anything in a one-on-one interview for one hour, I probably would. I've never had to, thank God. And only once was I asked by somebody how much I was going to pay. <laughs> and that's a different story for a different day, because um, I don't want to get in touch with uh, whoever it was, because I, I'm hoping that they might still come on now that things have changed. Um Yes, if it was to get, like, that one person who I've always wanted to interview, I would pay an amount of – I would much rather pay the 250 not the 950 I could think of a lot of things I can do with 950 Uh a lot of things I have done foolishly with 950 but that's another story for another day as well. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I probably would. God, I don't even know if I could share that story. That's – yeah. Well, so <laughs> –
0: so wait, how long was the? I didn't read obviously this article um, because it was Black China and I don't. I turn my nose up at it. Um, how long was the FaceTime for for nine fifty? I think it was only for like a few
1: minutes. It wasn't even going to be for that long. It was like for a few minutes. I think somebody said like five, ten minutes or something like that, which is insane. But uh, she had that no time like that. She's not going because you know what's going to happen. Somebody's going to buy it, and then they'll sit around. And then they'll act all shy. And here's the funny thing: lately, Instagram has been kind of a trip. Uh, a lot of celebrities now have taken to going online uh, on Instagram, which is or live on Instagram, which is actually pretty cool. Uh, but some have like called different people and said, "Hey, I'm just gonna like, you know, if you stick out, I'm gonna like bring you on my Instagram live." And some of these people talk a lot of game. And then the minute that they get on, it's like they got marbles in their mouth, and they forgot how to talk. And I was like, well, now's your chance. And this is for free. You have a chance to talk to them. And you froze. So I can only imagine if somebody paid that amount pretty much froze in front of Black China and just kept on gushing about how much they love her and tried to hit on her, it's a waste of your $950 dollars. So, yeah. Like I said, I'd pay another amount. I wouldn't pay that much. If it was something that I knew was, like, worth it and I was at least going to get, like, at least a quarter hour, uh, and it's got to be somebody that I really like, and that list is, like, pretty slim that I would do that for, I probably would. Like, if it was 100 bucks and I was guaranteed 15 minutes, I'd probably do it.
0: So i do I do a hundred dollars for fifteen minutes if I knew that part of that went to charity because most of the people that i want most of the people that I want to talk to that I want to like sit down and interview if i'm they they don't need the money
1: right
0: you know what I'm saying like it comes back down to they don't need the money, so if they're if this is and that's their job to be famous, I understand that. I would like it better if it was like, "Yeah, it's two fifty for a follow or whatever it's two fifty for fifteen minutes, but half of that goes to charity i'm down I'm down for that because I'm not the only one that's going to be doing that for fifteen minutes with that person. Does that make sense? Like I know I'm not the only person out there that would pay for that. So that would make it different. I would back up and say yes on that if it was something where I could be like, my money is also is not just going to line this person's pocket, it's also going to something worthwhile.
1: Zoe, you know too, the more I thought about it as you were talking, I was like, I know it. They probably couldn't do it at 100 because 100 anybody could pretty much do. You almost have to kinda of like put it a little bit out of reach, like something like three, three fifty. Because it was like for a right. people pretty much will blow a hundred. But if it's a little bit high and you people have to think about it, they're probably like, yeah, no. But some people probably still would. That's why I was like probably two fifty, three hundred, they might, if it was like a really big celeb. Nothing against black Yeah. Dynam. I love what I I love her, but she's not worth nine fifty I- for only a few minutes talk. <laughs> <laughs> on Facebook uh, like that. Sorry. Uh, speaking of uh, a few things that are kind of odd, uh, I guess, for some people, uh, Scout Willis is revealing how her family, including her divorced parents, Bruce Willis and Demi Moore, ended up social distancing together in Idaho. The family raised eyebrows when they began sharing photos of themselves hunkered down together in recent weeks. The reaction to the images wasn't necessarily because Bruce and Demi are on bad terms. In fact, the exes are as cordial as a divorced pair can be. But some found it rather odd considering Bruce's wife, Emma Hemming, is social distancing in Los Angeles with their two daughters. However, Scout is now setting the record straight. Uh, on the Dopey podcast, according to Us Weekly, the 28-year-old revealed that her stepmom and half-sisters were simply unable to make the journey from Los Angeles to Sun Valley, Idaho. My stepmom was going to come up here too with my little sister. She explained, but my younger sister uh, never gotten to talk about. Uh, <laughs> Who has never gotten to talk about not effing with hypodermic needles? She found needles in the park. She actually tried to poke her shoe with it and poked her foot. Of course, this called for a trip to the doctor, where they all took all the necessary tests. Uh, so, a Scout said that Emma chose to stay back while uh, they were. Uh, waiting to get the results, and Bruce traveled to their family home in Sun Valley, Idaho, early. Uh, this is where their plans to social distance hit a snag. As the coronavirus continued to spread, travel got crazy, and my stepmom stayed in L.A. with my little sisters. Now Even though travel restrictions are keeping them apart physically, Emma is staying in touch with her hubby and extended family over social media. On Instagram, she comments on Tallulah Willis and Demi's post, including a group shot in which all the family is wearing matching green PJs. She affectionately wrote, not many can pull that color off. Looking good, squad. Um, now, there's been reports of other people with certain other situations like this, and I guess feel a little odd that something like this is happening. in these that with his wife and kids, with the ex and kids.
0: Without the clarification, I would have probably said yes. But with the clarification, no. Um, I get why they're not they're not there, and I get why they're not together, um, especially if um, because traveling from L. A. to Idaho is not just like a few hour drive. Right. It's a few hour flight. So, that's that's time. There's not like. It, I get why travel is going to be tar- hard now, currently, at this time. Um, Bruce and Demi were always. Oh, I don't want to say they were an odd couple because they weren't an odd couple, but they were always. They were always doing the whole like, "We're going to co-parent. We're going to be together on this. This is our deal." Always, and and she's even talked about how he's a big influence and a best friend in her life, regardless of how bad things got between them and how they ended up ending their relationship with each other. Um, Other celebrities have done the same thing with their exes Um, or similar things, not the same thing, but similar things where they're like, we're together, like we're, we're on the same page and by God, we're going to be friends through this. I'm friends with some of my ex boyfriends. Had I known that I could hang out with their family, with my family, and have like a mixed family quarantine and be able to pull it off, like on their ranch in Idaho that's however many acres, then hell yeah. Like I would totally do that. Um so no, I don't I don't think it's I think it's unconventional. But I'm not. I I'm mad at them for it. You know, it's it's working, and they're getting along, and they have people, you know, to 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 quarantine with. It's not just them staring at a wall with a dog, where some of us lowly normal folks have to,
1: you know. Yeah, I guess if there wasn't a valid explanation, but even then, it's kind of like wow. <laughs> uh-huh. um, I don't know. I guess I guess we'll take that explanation for what it is. If it was just any other rationale where he just decided to spend time with them, I probably would have been a little. I probably would have gone on a little bit of a rant about that one because it's just that would be typical Hollywood. If something like that had happened and it was just for, um, but yeah, it is what it is. But. Yeah, all these other people, yeah, they're doing the opposite of what they should be doing, and like it's almost like what we said a few weeks ago where, you know, with Amy Schumer when she was uh, living with her husband and her ex, you know, what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's kind of like right. It's like all these folks are really chubby, which I guess is good, but only in on Hollywood. But uh, the time on the clock uh says that we are running a little short on time tonight. Uh any shout outs you want to do? Anything you want to uh talk about before we sign off for tonight?
0: Uh not really. I mean, uh I did get my head shaved. I don't know if anybody knows this, but or, you know, just kind of get the update out there. I think we did have a show after I did that, but um I I am a month into having shaved my head. I am still collecting for St. Baldrick. So if you want to donate, it's still out there um, until the uh, – uh, it's going to go up for a year or until we can reschedule the event, at which time I may shave my head again. I don't know. and starting to think I like it short. But other <laughs> than that, no, I have no shout-outs.
1: Oh, no shout-outs. Well, none here. Uh, just to hope that everyone continues to be well. Uh, I don't need to tell you to – do what needs to be done so that we can all get back to some sense of normalcy, but we do help wherever you are, that you are well, your families are well, uh, and that you're taking advantage of this opportunity to, as I quote, say, get to know each other a little better and to get things done that you need to get done. And um, hopefully all of you will have a good weekend. Uh, And then when we return here next Friday night, we'll be starting the month of May. Woo-hoo! Day. Right on May first. So we'll see you next week. Back here, same time as always. And as always, we thank you for listening. And um yeah, we'll see you next time. Good night, everybody. Bye.